Welcome to the My Unwatchable Podcast. That's Harrison Stewart. Yep. That's I'm my Chris name. White. That's my name. That's, well, We're sometimes. back from a little holiday break. We took MLK Day off, um, and we didn't record this past weekend. And no, that's all we uh, need to say about it. <laughs> wow. It's almost as if we didn't need to say anything about it. But I'm, I'm kind of glad we did. <laughs> kind of glad we did. Um, welcome to the show. So, we are talking about hi. What is so much worse of a movie than I thought it was going to be when I suggested us? Yep. When I suggested it for us to watch, we watched Executive Decision, starring well, Kurt Russell, Halle Berry, and Steven yep. Seagal, among. A surprising mm. number of others, including what's his face, who now has that Three Pines show on Amazon. No, not the guy. Never mind, different guy. Similar look though. Um, well, Oliver Platt is in it. That's who really. That's who I'm thinking of. Thank you. Really got me pumped. A young Oliver a Platt. Very young. I mean, he's been in a lot of things. I my favorite Always of his got that face of his is uh, He's got a he's, he's a got a great face. face. He looks um, like an old painting of a moon that's the face he has like if you put his if you superimposed his face on the moon i'd be like that's about right wow i would wow i'd be like really pumped (laughs) to look up and see (laughs) and see oliver platt's wonderful face just looking down like hi guys (laughs) um it's me oliver platt that's my Oliver Platt impression. Bet you didn't think you were going to get one of those today, mm-hmm. huh? You know what? Um, Even though no one who doesn't know Fargo, who Oliver Platt is recognized who mm-hmm. he is off of that impression, that was surprisingly good. Oh, I mean, thanks. I think you were in the imagine. right, like, that there's octave, a group of people. And I was like, damn, that is, like, kind of like <laughs> Oliver Platt's voice. <laughs> that, is, that is a moderate approximation of his voice. So, um,. We wanted to do. I've never actually seen a Steven Seagal. And in many ways, movie, right? you I've still never. Have. I've. <laughs> and in many ways, <laughs> that's very true. But but that was like that was the intent when we set out was was that I've never seen one. Chris is like, let's pick a Steven Seagal movie, and then we just searched Steven Seagal, and this was like the first one that came up, and I was like, brilliant. This is what 90, 96. 96, baby, dude. This thing is gonna suck. It's called executive decision. You could you could just tell it's going to be a bad action. Oh, it movie. is. It is um, hellaciously bad. It is one of these movies where yep. the decisions the characters make not only don't make any fucking sense <laughs> with the context that the movie very carefully lays out for us. Other characters uh-huh. call out the fact that those character decisions don't make any fucking sense in the scene, and they then do. you just do it anyway it's like calling it out doesn't make it it make any more sense writer of screenplay Mm -mm. who i can't i should really know that piece of information oh yes you should because i told you remember it's written by the brothers thomas jim and john oh my god yes (laughs) i texted you and said of course this is written i mean i don't know who those people are but like just to see the opening sequence of like Steven Seagal and he's looking for a nerve agent and he's killing people and looking just oh so unconvincing as he does it. <laughs> like every action he pulls just looks very fake and stunty and awful. That's amazing. Uh, and then it was just like written by Jim and John Thomas. It's like I okay, don't think they're related. Sure it was. <laughs> really? I'm trying to now find it out very quickly online. Oh, they're related. That's like all it says in their oh, like they no, you're tiny right. Wikipedia they're big on, pages. They're the predator and... people. Apparently, that's their big claim to fame. What? But predator was good. I mean, you don't have to bat a hundred in your career. You can have some duds. Wow. Okay. They also. <laughs> wow. So they wrote Predator. Good movie. Predator Two. Nuts movie. <laughs> I'll. <laughs> you know what? I'll. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him Predator too. I it's so fucking weird that I kind of love it. Uh, executive decision new, Wild Wild Oof. West 
is an abysmal movie. In fact, we might, we might need, need to watch, to watch it because it's one of those movies that was uh, on TV all the time while we were growing up. All the goddamn and time. It has so not held up well as far as like where we have gotten to culturally in the last decade. <laughs> so I never liked it, so I'm very excited to go back and see. Like, oh, it's oh, not a good movie, what, what, but like it was one of those movies that people definitely liked because they wouldn't have had it on TV all the fucking time otherwise. You know, like people were watching. Well, they that's true. They also did they write or just produce? Story by holy shit! Story by oh, that is Thomas my brothers dream behind credit. enemy lines. Is, that is, I shit you not. I want that credit well, more than anything else. Story by credit means you get money for shooting the shit. Basically, it's like you hung out in a living I room mean, and you came up with the idea for a movie, and then you didn't do any of the work to make that happen, <laughs> but you still got paid for dude, coming up with the idea. Okay. <laughs> Become James Cameron's friend. I mean, what? Avatar has like six story credits. It's like, I I don't believe it took six people to come up with the plot of Pocahontas. That's not that's not something that I'm finding particularly Actually, easy to that swallow. that totally tracks for me. I feel like the more people you add on, the more likely you are to get to a story that already exists. Everyone just starts going like, well, what if you well, did this and this? And wouldn't it be better? And then you're like, wait a second. We just made Cinderella. Like, <laughs> this is this is just <laughs> this is just the seven dwarves again. Are we doing the seven dwarves again? <laughs> uh, which you shouldn't, Disney, but they will. Let's um, talk about Executive Decision. Though. So Executive Decision is a movie where in order for any any of this movie to make any kind of sense whatsoever, you have to buy into the premise that Kurt Russell, noted action star, is in fact not action star material. That is the oh, entire no, premise. You. Is that they will have to buy Kurt that Russell. He is not action star <laughs> material, but totally <laughs> is. <laughs> Actually, you're right. You're right. It, you have to buy into the premise that everybody that looks at him is like, Pfft. Shrimp? I was like, what are you, that's Kurt Russell. Russell, what are you talking about? He'll kick your ass. And then he does kick your ass. And like, so <laughs> oh Kurt Russell is like a pencil pusher in this. What was, was that? Did a demon leave Sorry. Him? A demon well, did leave me, yes. A demon. That's what I meant to a say. A demon left him. No, yeah, he's the head of the <laughs> think tank. This movie is like, takes place almost oh. exclusively in like the setting of the military industrial complex. Kurt Russell. Yes. He's the head of a think tank that does, like, basically data collection and, like, surveillance around terrorism. And then... And they're the good guys for Yeah, some they're, reason. like, the good guys. And then the there are the bad guys who are the terrorists, who Harrison will get to in a second. But then there's also the oh, yes. bad guy good guys. You know, the good guys who are a problem, but we're all on the same side. And those are the jughead military types led by Steven Seagal, of course. That's right. Of the military-industrial right. complex. Which... If you're going to critique an industrial <laughs> complex, let's say, of any kind, military it's or ridiculous. otherwise, maybe holding up as your example shouldn't be another part of that industrial <laughs> complex. Because by shitting on the jugheads and saying it's the think tanks that are the good guys, it's like, well, no, it's the think yeah. tanks who make the decisions that, well, who advise the people who make the decisions who tell the jugheads what to do. It's all the same fucking thing. It's just different, you know, sides of one coin or whatever. One dreidel. It I really is. <laughs> and and that's what's weird is that, like, years later, you know, a movie like War Dogs could come out where, like, the whole premise is that, like, okay, so we all know that these, like, war profiteers are bad, right? But this movie starts with the opposite premise of, like, all right, so we all know that these surveillance guys are keeping us super safe, right? We all agree also, with remember that. We like where them. We are There's in no history, problems with Because this them. movie is pre-9-11. This is a 1996 this movie. Is... So all of its... It does have this, like, racist Muslim terrorist thing, but it's really interesting because it's not near the level of post-9-11. What it clearly is, though, is this post-1993... Is world trade center bombing that's what it's like pulling Dude, it. it's like yes more from. yes it is it is the most like 
pre 9-11 post first attempt at 9-11 it is like, that you will ever yeah, it's see like, wow this is pre 9-11 but i it is like foundational for the sort of action movie racism we got <clears throat> post 9-11 right because like i texted you at one point saying like this is like the world's worst episode of 24 <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it, it that's is. so basically like are the muslims bad guys yeah but at least one Muslim says, like, this is not Islam, you know? So, like, that's how you could tell it's not post-9-11, is that at least there's an an arbitrary character that's like, oh, I'm not into this. Um, it is. Anyway, so. You know, versus. Let's, I guess, should I just, like, get fire through the plot real quick? Because shit will stop making sense immediately, and we can just, like, talk about it as it comes along, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I, I almost hesitate to even talk about what the backstory is, because it doesn't make any sense for, like, why any of these people are in no, the right, air exactly. at the particular like time why, that they are. That's why it's so good. Like, we, basically, <laughs> we begin, and, like, there's an alert that this, like, this plane has been hijacked. It's a plane hijacking. Also hilarious that it's pre-9-11. Not hilarious, but hilarious that this movie is pre-9-11, and it's a bunch of, like, Muslim dudes hijacking a plane with the intention of yeah. dumping a cloud of nerve gas over the eastern seaboard, mind you, out of a commercial airliner. That's my that's my favorite part of this, is that the it also requires me... So at the very beginning of the movie, Steven Seagal fails to recover said nerve gas. Later we find out that it's on bad intel that was provided by Kurt Russell. Um, but the terrorist plot is to hijack a commercial airline fly it over just somewhere on the eastern seaboard they're never no, clear no, they on exactly DC. where he's flying to dc yeah. oh it is dc okay and then detonate a bomb over dc in the aircraft as a means of like <laughs> spreading it it's like that it's so much harder than like any i don't know any fucking other it's way of so doing hard it. and it's like this requires it's so also many steps. like i don't know i don't know a lot about nerve gas or anything or how you would go about like doing a giant gas attack like that but it seems to me Not if you like explode that. a bunch of gas like a in the air high up above a city it might cause some mm -hmm. like harm, but I do, they're talking about it like it's gonna be like a nuclear bomb on the eastern seaboard, which they've already explained it is not a nuclear bomb. And right, wouldn't which, gas which get this entire blown plot. away in the wind and like diluted by other air molecules? And like by the time it would be an issue, it wouldn't be an issue, sort of deal. I mean, that's the like. I don't know. I'm. They're not that's just using. Me speculating. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I, right. I'm saying like the the ridiculous aspect of this is that they're not using like the bomb, like a dirty bomb. A dirty bomb is what obviously makes sense in this, but they were probably in their heads like, no, no, that's too ridiculous. Like, there's no way that these guys could have gotten their hands on a dirty bomb. It's like, okay, so then what is it? It's a nerve agent. Okay, where did they get it from? The Chechens. Where did the Chechens get it? Unclear. Not important. Don't worry about it. It's like, well, if you're going to do a don't worry about it, then, like, why not just make it a fucking yeah. A-bomb? Like, nobody's going to, like, be sitting there being like, it's I just don't know. I, I I don't think they'd be able to get their hands on an A-bomb. Now, a nerve agent from Chechens, that I could buy I into, totally feel like just, that's what it was. I'm not having any of this A-bomb It probably stuff. was an A-bomb, and then a note was like, a lot of movies have, like, A-bombs as, like, the problem that we're trying, as the MacGuffin or whatever. So make it something else. <laughs> because, well, because it doesn't make any, like, it doesn't make sense. If you were to detonate a nerve agent, like, I... <laughs> I would think that most of it would go up with the plane. Like, this isn't yeah. a... You're not... You're acting like... I don't know what you're acting... I don't know what the plan... Like, how you think that having it way up in the air where the wind can take it where the fuck ever is, like, the best way it's this to detonate a nerve that agent like, that you presumably yeah, they like, want to affect the, the government. The readers just, like, clear... The readers... The writers clearly just don't know, like how <laughs> gas like gas works like just stuff in a gaseous state because they clearly think it's just gonna rain down on like the eastern seaboard it's like mm, it's not what gas does <laughs> no <just> like <laughs> no sorry 
No, nor nor would an explosion over DC like for, uh, I mean again, like all of this is solved if it's a dirty bomb. You know, it's like all right, radiation, got it, fine, like we're we're fucked. Yeah. I get it. But but because also the whole the whole thing about the the terrorist plot is that ostensibly they wish they say that they have a bomb and that they don't want to detonate it, but that it's just like in exchange for their boss who just got picked up by like some government organization that we don't right, know because the terrorists of, like right? call so in like, demands and the demands are to like the leader get his brother free. But the leader is some right. dude that Kurt Russell's think tank has researched a lot and he's like an expert on. So when he goes to meet with all these like military dudes and chiefs of staff and stuff like that, he's the expert there and there and he has the belief well, that like, hey, even though he made these demands, I researched this guy and I know that like <laughs> he is going to want to like explode all of us no matter what you give him. So... Well, that's, and that's like yeah. one of the early like that that that's another major plot hole that'll become relevant later is that Kurt Russell just like suspects this, but the way that he would know is that the 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 story is that oh, some government organization grabbed the brother, the terrorist leader. It's like, okay, which one? It's like, oh, I, I guess it was like a foreign government. Okay, have you talked to them? Like, what? You know, like, it's just this insane idea that he's just, like, some government has him. We don't know which one, and we it's don't like, know where he you, is. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> then how do you know any of have that? Have you seen what happens when we get <laughs> terrorists? We're like, hey, there's a fucking pinata. Look at that. We did that. It was us. Big dog. <laughs> Look at, oh, God, we're <laughs> it's tough. Ridiculous. It's just like, all right. So someone has him and then, but then that doesn't, okay, that doesn't make any fucking sense because why are the, why is the brother on the plane negotiating with the United States government if the United States government is not the one who has his fucking it's brother? It's such a weird detail. Like, to like, you didn't have to make it another country. Like, we didn't need that. There's no reason no, for it. No. Every detail is like that in this whole thing. Too. Well, all of, and, and, and all of that is just to like set us up for a moment later in the movie when we find out that the brother does just want to like blow up the plane but none of the other terrorists are in on that. Yeah, plan. only Kurt Russell. They think that and they're like the guy who is leading the terrorists. Know that he wants to do that, which is pretty. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So Kurt Russell's hanging out at this military table. We find out about yeah, all we'll this get there. nerve gas stuff. Kurt Russell puts forth his um, <clears throat> hypothesis that the dude is not trying to get anything here. That he's already doing what he wants to do. So whoever the leader of this meeting is, who I do not, I still don't know, it might, it's the chief of staff of the president, or I don't know, the vice president or something. It's not the president. I know that much. No, it's, it's the, um, like the God, head of the CIA I, I, or something. It's shit. the defense, the defense, I think it's the defense, okay, the defense secretary. secretary. So he has. Like, like the the whole thing is that the president and I guess vice president and everybody else important are like out of town and this needs to be dealt with like now. So, so he's like, all right, Kurt, reason, like you are the expert that means here. The defense, Will you join yeah. our guys to go do like some military op? Which everyone talks about in this way that like is it's all this military op they're going to do to stop the yeah. commercial airliner hijacking situation is not explained at all in this meeting, but they all seem to understand what's happening. And then Steven Seagal's like, well, I need Kurt Russell to join me because I'm annoyed uh, with him. Well, now hang on. There's like hang clearly on. shade so they're, between the two boys. They're in the situation <laughs> room. Right. They're in the situation room. And then they just like turn to, like Kurt Russell says, I, I think this is what the actual plan is. And they just turn to Steven Seagal and they're like, what do you need? He's like, I'm going to need you to get in touch with this guy who has this ridiculous technology that 1000% doesn't exist, but now does exist for the sole purpose of getting my crew onto that plane without them noticing. And they're like, okay. Okay, got it. What else do you need? And he's like, 
I need Kurt Russell to come <laughs> with me for reasons. It's just like, that's okay. not. First of all, you skipped so many steps and just being like, this technology exists Which, like, and we're now using so it. This technology like, okay. is a is a spy secret plane, all black. You show up to the hangar, everyone ogles at it, but I'm going to skip the military-like ogling scene. It's basically this cool spy yeah. plane that allows him to sneak under the commercial airliner and it's got like a vacuum like tube like you would in like space or like the jetway at an airport that literally connects one plane yeah. to the other plane via the other plane's like storage compartment door. So they like <laughs> yep. are like, okay, we got to And this is where our scientist character played by Oliver Platt comes in, who is like, I, I am the guy who like built this plane or whatever. And I know how it works. And he explains the deal and we're going to do this and sneak under and like board the plane. And then Steven Seagal's like, all right, but you should come on the plane first since you know how to like close up the vacuum seal. And Steven Seagal and uh, Oliver Platt's character is like, uh, no, I would close the seal from this side and the plane we're in. I don't need to join the terrorist plane with you as like not even a military person. But then Steven Seagal's like. Uh, no, you're gonna go on the plane first. So this is our first major instance like, of a he character keeps overriding, yeah, just yeah. choosing obviously the wrong choice, being told it's obviously the wrong choice, and then overriding for no reason. But this is the second time, dude, because the first time well, is Kurt Russell. Time is Kurt Russell. him getting Kurt Russell to come on the mission? It's just that, like, we we generally understand that Steven Seagal hates Kurt Russell because he's doing terrible overacting where, like, he's rolling his eyes in the background every time that Kurt Russell talks, which is, I'm sure, how he actually oh, it's feels. it's amazing. He's but, just pissed that like, he's not the one talking. Which is, like, I want to say yeah. the funniest part... And he's part just like, I want him to come of, with us. It's like, the why? The funniest part of he's a civilian Seagal being this character who does not, as a as far as the writing goes, this is just horrible writing. This is just like, you can't tell me this guy mm-hmm. would become a lieutenant colonel and be behaving like this and not get kicked out of the military. Yeah, this guy's an idiot. Yeah, like, that just wouldn't happen. <laughs> but because it is Steven Seagal playing this character, these decisions are, like, the least question, like, the least problematic to me in the movie. Because yeah. I am watching the movie knowing who Steven Seagal is, and I'm like, I believe yeah, Steven Seagal like, would do Steven that. Steven Seagal like, would make that call. <laughs> <laughs> He would make that call. Yeah, absolutely. he would totally not. No, no be doubt smart about at all. it. Like that would make sense. Yeah, he would totally make a civilian, like one civilian, come on the mission with him, and then two civilian come on the mission with him, and then tell the second civilian that he must get on terrorist plane. Yeah, so then he makes Kurt Russell does. get on the plane. Well, actually, no, that is not as that's kind of Steven Seagal's fault, and kind of just like uh, the planes hit turbulence, and this is actually. This yeah. is an okay scene in this movie. Like, I think this scene is actually pretty good as a standalone not related to the rest of the movie. Because it is a cool visual having yeah. this, like, funky spy plane attach itself to the commercial airliner. And then they're like... Oh, it's very James yeah, Bond. James Bond. It also has, like, some spacey elements because you have that airlock vacuum seal they're, like, traveling through. And then they... The turbulence... Mm-hmm. The, anyway, so the plane hits turbulence and it causes the airlock to kind of shake off and their little vacuum seal is going to break so kurt russell's in the middle of the path and he's trying to help this guy who's fallen unconscious in the in their little tube to get onto the main plane so they can detach and he does but it in a way where kurt russell also has to get onto the main plane and then too late to detach the planes come apart and steven seagal who's right there in the little connecting tube gets blown away in the air with the with the whole rest of the spy plane the it's pilot am- ejects and lives and <clears throat> here's my favorite part at no point does anyone radio in to let oh i don't know the president or the defense secretary know that this is happening that the plane has exploded that we are ejecting like anything you would imagine is typical in a military operation none uh, of that happens they can't and that's because the team has ingeniously brought exactly one walkie-talkie to them and they realize (laughs) as the other plane disintegrates beneath their terrorist plane that they're now on uh the walkie-talkie is broken so they can't even let the u.s government know that they're alive so they might get shot down with the plane Ah! it's it's really dumb it's really really dumb 
Yeah, well, at this point, it becomes diehard on a plane. Yeah, right? now we're so trapped in the storage like compartment the... of the plane below <laughs> the passengers, and it's like a military unit, and Kurt Russell and Oliver Platt. And one of them, who is the bomb expert, has, like, no use of his limbs. He's, like, around, and he's conscious, but he's got no use yeah. of his limbs, which is kind of a funny detail. Cappy. It's weird. It's just, like, an unnecessary, like, the, the only role that it serves is that it means that oliver platt has to do everything for the bomb expert um they're thereby giving oliver platt something to do which bear in mind oliver platt shouldn't fucking be there yeah. anyway <laughs> neither should kurt russell <laughs> like they both end up being crucial parts of the mission but made... for no other reason than they yeah, were kurt there Russell, while he's there and we are going to get into we're going to separate from our friends in the storage unit and get onto the plane and talk about what's going on there in a second but kurt russell throughout the fucking movie is like we we have him set up as this big think tank nerd and the military guys like four or five of whom are like fully capable still on this plane with them Mm -hmm. make kurt russell Mm -hmm. do like all the craziest military-esque shit and it's just like why what why would you send the one not trained guy (laughs) to do any of this to do all the heart and then the second that he needs to like hold a gun he does so correctly and in like very movie fashion yeah. oh and my god it's it's a little silly so up top you have so hassan is the name of like the main terrorist on the plane. he has taken control of the plane we'll skip the part um, where they do take control yeah, he's, like, very polite. He walks around in this um, little cute little outfit, honestly. He's got, like, these olive green khaki-colored pants. And he wears, now, like, now the short-sleeve is... button-up collared shirt. And he just looks like a dude who's in charge. Like, he has that kind of vibe when you go into, like, a store. And you're like, I'm not sure who the boss is, but I think it's that bald guy with a short-sleeve button-up shirt walking around looking like he's six feet tall, even though he's five foot eight. Like, I think it's it, that dude. It really is, Yeah. <laughs> Like, they just went into a corner store somewhere and were like, that's our villain, right? The, the guy behind the counter, that's our villain. No, no, no. I want to keep how unassuming he is. I <laughs> it's like It's honestly that. a pretty good I choice. Like that, Maybe you know? the, the movie's only good choice. I don't know. It kind of is, but, like, considering how racist it gets with it, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little uncomfortable that it's like, see, even the normal-looking ones can be. <laughs> it's like, all right, uh, but I do one point about them taking over the plane that I found hilarious is they spend like a full kind of 10 minutes showing us like inner cuts of them like slipping each other shit, you know, and like one has like this part of a gun that they slip to this guy. And like, it's all very like clandestine, like kind of well thought out. And then one dude just opens a cabinet and starts pulling out AKs. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? Where did, the, where did those come from? Why like, did you need oh, I don't know. They were like, they were in with the food or whatever. I don't know. It's like, no, not you, whatever. You of, explained of everything all the else that to are me. easy to explain to. All you needed is just one of the flight attendants to be in on it with them. Like, that's not a hard thing oh, to damn. like include yeah. and they just don't have that going on anyway speaking of the flight attendants Halle Berry, <gasps> Halle Berry is our lead flight attendant looking I I gotta admit just like mm. amazing per usual Halle Berry and did you notice who the other person was you might not I mean I I knew this person was in the movie and that's like the only reason why I knew to look for them but did you notice who the other flight attendant was it wasn't it wasn't west wing person was it who was it no that was miss marla maples trump at this time that's tiffany's i saw mom. her name was in the, the credits and i was the like blonde. no fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. way and then i totally forgot she was in the movie <laughs> i forgot that halle berry was tiffany's sitting next mom to, wait does trump is is trump the one who gets the flight attendant who gets murdered or the one who hangs out with her on the plane yeah <gasps> Ooh. No, she, she gets, gets murdered. Avoided by the um, terrorists. Very fitting. Which now that yeah, that happens when the terrorists are like taking over. But it's not clear that it happens until like an hour later in the film. And it's an accident. Because they murder, just like push her over. As well. Yeah, she totally. totally. Just like gets totally. pushed and like, like breaks her neck. Like and, and, and but even that, like she just hits her head on something, so it's like, oh, she's knocked out. And then an hour later they're like, She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Oh shit. Okay, that's that's 
But Halle Berry is like trying to thwart the terrorists. Yes, like there's a lot of there's a lot of. So she's trying to like thwart the terrorists. Hassan notices and is like, "You're trouble. I'm gonna use you to like feed everyone." <laughs> You're trouble, something. but also you're like, beautiful. That so I'm going to always be nice to you right after I'm threatening. <laughs> i that jesus that happens the most in this movie um but then halle berry goes to this is a big play by the way there's a multi-story because of course it is apparently it's a a movie on a plane you gotta Um, have your double deckers you gotta have the double deck i have have you ever seen one i've seen one i've never been on much less being been on one seen one not yeah i've seen one at an airport but i've never been on okay okay I have done neither. I have never seen they one. I have huge. never been on one. I mean, one. regular planes are huge. They are fucking huge. It is I just, too much plane. Why do you want to... F- yeah. <laughs> yes! Yes! Why do you want to fly that much plane, though? That's too much plane. I need to take it down like 10% yeah. on the plane. Um, 20% even. <laughs> Shit, that's too much plane. But anyway, so she goes down the plane elevator, the plane Vader. And she sees Kurt Russell. It's like, whom star you? Except she knows, you know, oh, this is a dude in a tux. Which is funny because that's right. Kurt Russell is in a tux the whole movie because he got like pulled out of a dinner for all of this. Um, But she sees him there and she like realizes that. that he is not with the terrorists and is trying to also thwart them. So she doesn't say anything to to yes. the terror people no 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 she doesn't but later man some like they keep they keep just like changing the stakes are the same throughout but for some reason they keep like upping them and then backing down so like there are several bouts of like oh we're gonna blow it up now okay okay no we're not oh yeah no, the not. whole time so yeah yes so we part are of what's okay. going on is they want to make sure they down below going back down below to come back up again we have, uh, they're trying to, they decide they need to defuse the bomb because they can't contact Washington anymore. And then right, after right, they right. know the bomb's not going to go off because they know someone on the plane has the detonator, they're going to make sure. Well, that's like the big midway reveal is that there's a trigger man on top of the fact that there oh, is right. like that a, is a timer which is, where it's so, going to go off So hold anyway. on, yeah. Before we talk about the bomb, I got one brief detail because I have a lot to say about the bomb. Um, okay. But uh, there's also this element where not only is Halle Berry aware of Kurt Russell, but also one of the co-pilots gets called back because in the baggage deck, they like accidentally flip a switch when they're going through their vacuum seal to board the plane. Secretly, oh, yeah. And it creates this signal flashing yeah, light yeah. that says like a seal is broken. They turn the light off. The pilot says to That's the terrorists, right. who are like, what the hell is that light? He's like, hey, it's probably just like a short fuse. He goes down there, sees all of the army guys. Is like, I don't know. How you... He doesn't say this, but he's clearly surprised. But the army guys like point to their like American flag to be like, hey, we're like on your team, bud. And then Kurt Russell hands him a fried circuit board to take back up to the terrorists and be like, see, it was a fried thing, a fried fuse, just like I said. Um, so he does and they get away with that. Then they realize they then they go after this bomb. I want to get into the bomb. The reason I want to get into the bomb is to Harrison's well, point. Well, well, well. Re- real quick on the on the fried circuit when he brings the circuit board up, like Hassan looks oh, yeah. at it very very like suspiciously, and then he looks in the undercarriage to see if he can see anything, and like it, there, it cuts. It cuts to the pilot, and he's not just sweating; he's like wet, <laughs> like the guy who was applying. Like it, it reminded me of the scene in Airplane when, like, he's just like sweating gushes, like he's just too wet. Or it's like, sir, we saw you five seconds ago, and you were not drenched, and now all of a sudden you're. <sighs> like everybody when they're supposed to sweat in this movie just becomes immediately drenched and then they just aren't in the next shot walking around with a spray bottle for like sweating with dude (laughs) with like a spray like dump like like a pail he's just pouring it over them it's like there you go you're sweating i was like i mean sweaty no he's not just sweating he's 
he needs to see someone about this condition. Oh my god! But anyway, I just wanted I wanted to point out the ridiculous <laughs> sweat factor in this movie. <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah, we're back. Let's go back down beneath. We have some people on the plane who are aware that maybe they're not doomed with these terrorists, even though the people on the plane don't know about the bomb. Um, and then the guys below are like, hey, we need to defuse the bomb before we do any trying to take the plane. Um, and right. oh, hold on. I'm, you're right. I'm getting ahead of myself because of the trigger man thing. Because they figure out so there's they, a trigger they find, man. They have to find the bomb. They find the bomb in the luggage carrier where they are. And then Oliver Platt has to start working on it because he's, quote, an engineer. And the other guy is a bomb specialist. So he, like, holds up a mirror to see this bomb sure. that Oliver Platt starts working <laughs> on. And then we realize that it is this, like, pretty complicated bomb. And yeah. as Harrison pointed out at the beginning of this episode, all you need <laughs> like is, like, a simple dirty bomb. All you need to do any kind of terrorism <laughs> is a simple bomb. It really doesn't take a lot. Yep. to make a big bomb it like it, it maybe mm-hmm. it should but it doesn't but they have this bomb that again no one on the plane knows it's there except for the terrorists so all of the people who have been hijacked don't know this is present also there's no they don't know that the u.s military is on the plane and has the capability to get on the plane while it's flying so why is this bomb the most complicated bomb, like, ever conceived? Like, they start breaking into the bomb, and then they, it like, oh, they're doing really well, absurd. and then they realize, oh, my God, everything <laughs> we just did for the past hour was useless because it was a decoy bomb on top of the real bomb. And it's like, why? Why? Why did they assume? Why, why? was a master bomb maker needed to, like, make this super time-specific safety thing? Like, you don't think anyone's down here or would be down here. What is happening? This is literally, this is a comic book supervillain bomb, is what this is. This is not like, like this is literally Bane's bomb from The Dark Knight, where it's like, there's a lot of rules involved for reasons, <laughs> just go with it. It's like, that's, like, I've heard of fail safes, but this thing has like oh, 20. You, know? like, you must solve a series of riddles in order to defuse me. It's so, so dumb. Like, I don't. It's like this puzzle bomb that I you have to, like, basically open up to figure out how to get into. And at one point, while they're trying to figure it out, the bomb, like, does a test, basically. And they realize. Oh, God. I yeah, they, like, about think that. they're all going to explode, and then, and then it doesn't. And then they realize the, the guy who's the bomb expert is like, oh, my God, somebody just ran a detonation test to make sure everything was working. That means there's someone with the trigger on this plane. So then they're like, okay, we can't get on the plane and attack the terrorists yet because we had to defuse the bomb first, buddy-o's. Yeah. Um, which, which now, and throughout, this was seeded throughout the movie because they keep like showing us this rude man who we can only see his hands and he's fidgeting with something technological and he's just mean to people on the plane, like, watch yourself yeah. and stuff like that. But we can't see his face. So it's like, all right, I'm sure that's going to become relevant <laughs> at some point. They, they're they drawing a lot of attention but to this. But then they have to spend, like, zooms. way too long sneakily getting onto the actual plane. And every, and every decision doesn't make sense. Like, again, the military guys are like, oh, Kurt Russell, you who don't have military experience, do, like, this, like, horizontal rope climb on a steel cable to like get over to like this side of the elevator. So you can like, let us know when like the coast is clear or something. I honestly don't even remember what his fucking purpose is, but I am also like, why are we having the ostensible think tank nerd, not action star do all the action star shit. (laughs) Yeah. When all of like, there's no less than I, so I guess there are like three able-bodied Marines left that are just like, totally like, fine and can i do... get kurt russell doing the thing but don't give him literally zero backstory for how he is capable of doing the thing in fact they do the exact opposite yeah. of that and like make fun of him for not being a military guy and like all that shit yeah and then and then he's just like the mission impossible he's fucking ethan hunt and it's like i i don't i don't know that i buy this why would why like for instance the <laughs> At one point, like, the Tomahawks do come to, like, blow up the plane, and he figures out to signal them 
using like the plane's like lights the the by plane. like short circuiting them and hitting them with like Morse code. It's like what? Why the fuck would he think of that yeah. though? Like that is and and you could you're a th- you're a pencil. He's pusher. a nerdy guy, so I could get that. But I would also think that the military guys would have gotten there first. Because I have to think that is like just yeah. standard military procedure where like your communication breaks down to the point where you need to use Morse code. Like I'm sure most people in the military know Morse code or should. Do they? I don't know how shitty our military is, honestly. <laughs> I think I think airmen do. Like they make a point about it's probably airmen how, and like, seamen. Airmen I'm still... sure the Navy has to know too. Yeah, far away light stuff. I guess you don't need that as much in the army. But it, in fact, it sounds like the army is the only one that I can't think of like a really solid I mean, I reason solid why that reason would be helpful. You're going to be in the dark sometimes. No, I'm saying one doesn't come like immediately. To- <laughs> one presumes that as an army guy, you will face darkness. No, eventually. I mean, like you'll literally be it's in the dark. Stag- and no, what I, if I, like, I know what you know, saying. you send a little light signal to be like, you don't want to shout, hey, over here. <laughs> well, the, the, <laughs> over here. But anyway, it's a weird thing that he keeps coming up with these, like, obviously, like, military smarts solutions and or that the military guys keep making him do the most, like, engrossed tasks. (laughs) Yeah, there's also, like, we're skipping a lot. Like, at least half of the movie takes place, like, with the terrorists talking to each other, with Halle Berry doing stuff, but, like, none of that is remotely None of it is consequential either. To, to the point that Except it all for, runs. Except like, one moment yeah, it all runs where Halle together. Berry, like, helps... She, like, helps move or unlock a thing at some point. She gets... Oh, she, she gets, gets her... Info. He, like, calls her on the phone, on, like, the phone from the galley or whatever, and he's like, we need you to find the trigger man. So then she, like, somehow just pegs this super sus guy as, like, it's him. And then, like, writes it on her hand and then shows it to, like, the camera to, like, communicate it to them. That's what she does. And then... But she is wrong, which I do like about that. She's wrong! Because it wouldn't make any... It's one of the only decisions that actually makes sense in the movie, which is it wouldn't make any fucking sense for her to have any skill or know-how to, like, pick a trigger man as a flight attendant. So she should be wrong. Like, she just well, should be. But here's the thing. Is that meant... From a What that means, effectively, is that... is From a storytelling perspective, is that the movie has wasted probably about five minutes in total, like, misleading <laughs> the audience as well to be like, it's that guy. And then you're like, is it that guy? And you're like, No! It's that other Muslim over there. (laughs) And then it's like, so basically they identify the dude. So they get on the plane, but they still haven't figured out. They basically want to get on the plane soon for a multitude of reasons. They haven't figured out how to shut off the bomb, but the guys are saying they're close who are working on it. But they signaled for 10 more minutes. That was like part of, it was like, don't shoot. We're alive. Like, but they minutes. also know, like, hey, like, so, if this bomb goes off, you know, if we, be- if the movie is to be believed, the whole eastern seaboard is gonna die. So we got to <laughs> figure this shit out asap. So they get on the plane, and basically, Kurt Russell does what is the coolest action part of the whole movie to me, which I had realized when I saw it. Yeah. I'd never actually seen this in a movie before. He like literally does a like bear crawl over the tops of like rows of airplane seats to get to the actual guy yeah. holding the detonator and like knock it out of his hand just it's pretty cool and it looks pretty cool like it's actually kurt russell doing that yeah. it's like this weird sloppy galumphing thing as you would imagine but like i don't know he does it with like the right amount of it urgency worked. and like pizzazz where i was like that actually felt like it was pretty agile for how like weird and awkward it was yeah <laughs> yeah it, uh, that was good. but then then like all of a sudden the marines breach and or the army guys whatever and they're <laughs> they just start shooting like wild everybody all the terrorists um, and all the and army also, guys like kill each other more or less save a few <laughs> basically but the super frustrating thing about this is that the entire movie like there have been several gunshots on the plane with zero repercussions, which you're thinking, okay, fine. I guess we're just not playing the by rules. like 
pressurized rules. Yeah, like we know what would technically happen. But then all of a sudden in the finale, like one bullet going out a window causes an entire wall of the plane to just like burst yeah. out. When he does it like he does and... this bullet spray that is also clearly intentionally to like cause a vacuum issue in the plane, which is kind of like, again, to right. your point of like, well, why now? Like, <laughs> After all well, the other not only shots. why now, but then, like, it happens, and that's the last we hear of it. Like, it is in no way addressed that, like, pressure has been breached in the chamber and like or in the cabin. It has not at all been addressed that, like, that would destabilize the plane or anything. It just happens. It's, like, a, a decent-looking shot, and then it's just no longer addressed that an entire wall of the cabin is now but it gone. does like have an immediate effect like people do like fly out of the plane and like people get sucked out yeah. but like somehow through all this kurt russell and, and then Halle that's Barry it managed to make it to the cockpit where we spend like the rest of the ride which we forgot this detail and no wonder we fucking forgot because so do the people who wrote the movie um at the very yeah. beginning of the movie he Kurt Russell's he taking pilot lessons on these little rinky-dink planes. How cute and fun! Aww. And then at this end of the movie, he's like, "Oh my!" It's it's meant. He's like, "Oh my god! I've been taking these pilot lessons. I will try now that the other two pilots are dead. They get killed at some point here, and I will I will try to land this commercial crashing airliner, which he like flubs and ends up like doing this like weird crash. And it's actually a pretty fun scene." But it's also meant to be it is. and like is written as like this moment of catharsis in the film where Kurt Russell finally like gets over his he flying issues because flies. even though he was taking yeah. lessons, they indicate he's still kind of scared of it. But he manages to, quote, fly the damn plane, which he doesn't really do because it's the literally crashing. it's the plot. <laughs> it's the plot of but Airplane. It's the fucking character arc of the main character. The in difference airplane. being, of like, course, that this was not part of the movie. Like, <laughs> yes, he got on the plane in the beginning and like doesn't True. love planes or whatever. And then the rest of the movie is him being on a plane. But at no point until now at the very end does he have to do anything remotely close to piloting anything. And now he's just like, That's true. I'll pilot the plane. And it's like this big moment. It's like, okay, what what is happening now all of a sudden the movie's about kurt russell flying like <laughs> oh and at some point in there they managed and to stop the bomb at like the last minute or whatever so uh, yeah or or, or whatever. whatever they literally like it involves something with like placing a straw in between some lasers or something it, it like I, I i stopped paying attention to that plot line entirely because i was like well, they're dealing with a nonsense bomb, and it's going to work. That's all I need, all to, know. need to know. All like, I need to know is the bomb is way fine. more complicated than any bomb would ever be. Because why would you build something right. that complicated any bomb... that you're going to blow up? I do not know. <laughs> right. Unless the Riddler was behind this whole thing, that does yeah, not make like, any why sense. Why is the bomb like, more secure than like a Maybe bank was. vault? Like That just doesn't track... <laughs> It doesn't track. It doesn't work. The whole thing is real bad. Uh, don't watch it. This this was indeed nigh unwatchable. It was nigh unwatchable. It was, it really was, it was like shocking. It really was just shocking how bad it was. I hope we conveyed clearly enough. It's pretty disgustingly 90s Oh, it too. really was. It just every 90s trip you can think of was just like ham-fisted in there. And you're like, Ugh. oh, damn. This is a stupid decade, huh? It was a it was a stupid movie. It definitely uh I hope I hope any of what this episode was made sense to listen to, honestly. Because my biggest fear Maybe. with us making this the show is that the show becomes incoherent because half the stuff we watch is incoherent, so you're trying to like create well a coherent episode about an incoherent thing. It's tough, but I hope you, we did an okay job. Would you time. like to know? <laughs> yeah, let us know if we didn't on yeah. Twitter. Um, at it is an iPod. Um, would you like to know something else that doesn't make sense? It made a hundred and twenty-two point one million versus a fifty-five million budget. It was well. A Kurt hit. Russell and Halle Berry probably pulled in most of that. 
and like some old Steven That's Seagal true. fans. And they oh, by it. the way, there and is a there it. is a rumor. I I told Harrison about this. I think it would be fun to share. Hey, what the fuck? Who is BD there, Wong? BD Wong. He was one of the military guys. He sure fucking yeah. was. Ah. I knew uh, there's like a baby John Leguizamo uh, in there. And I mean baby to the point that like I was halfway through the movie. I was like, that is fucking John Leguizamo. The best part of the whole who is in this movie thing is all of the people you have just named and all of the people we have named throughout this episode that are in this movie are in the opening title credits. I watched the opening title credits twice. Yeah. Steven Seagal's name does not appear. In the opening title credits, fantastic! All. He is the first person to appear in the movie, and his name does not appear in the opening credits. But he's second build at the ending credits. So what that tells me is <laughs> they were probably so annoyed with him after working with him that they only gave him credit where they were contractually obligated to, which must have been at the end, <laughs> which is. That Excellent. is, I just like fucking. Love that is it. incredible. I also my rumor to share. That is so such is good. News. That it is, it is said, that Steven Seagal's character was not supposed to just get ripped away in the middle of the sky and die in at the end of like the first. Oh, act but of that the was movie. the best part of the movie. I know, it really was. <laughs> Apparently, not. This isn't necessarily true, but it is rumored that um, his death was decided after production started. <laughs> as a as a character oh, that's, choice that's fantastic <laughs> oh my god that's amazing which i just love i love, I love that. knowing that steven seagal i feel i think this may be the last like major movie steven seagal was in and then like all the rest of the movies he's in have been like those c i've been like straight to yeah, straight to dvd yeah uh all right well if you have a steven seagal movie um, that you want us to do let us know We'll try to get it on the list because this didn't really count as a Steven Seagal movie. This was just a bad movie. No. Steven Seagal was in it for a little bit. Um, I do find it. Apparently, the the actor who played Hassan is named David Suchet. And he is uh, actually Sir David. He is a apparently very well regarded and respected actor in Britain. Uh primarily known for playing poirot in agatha christie's poirot poirot was the fucking terrorist amazing was hassan was the incredibly racist yeah i'm i'm not gonna lie out of 80s 90s terrorists i prefer nick cage i prefer con air all the way if you're gonna give me terrorist on a plane that's who i want that's there i just plane movies besides airplane so oh, yeah i'm just not about them i don't like them well people don't, don't like being be. on planes so spending an imaginary two hours on a plane uh-uh yeah why <laughs> fuck that fuck all that. right well um enjoy the rest of your week oh yeah you're gonna have a good one i can tell okay bye <laughs>